0: Hi everybody. I'm Mitch Goldich. Welcome to episode 32 of Mitch Eats Food, a podcast where I talk about eating food. Thank you, as always, to everyone who has subscribed in iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Google Play, and especially to anyone who has left me a rating or review in iTunes or Apple Podcasts. As a reminder, you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram for food pictures or to leave comments every time I post. Every time I have a new episode, I make sure I post pictures there because what good is a food podcast without being able to see pictures of the food. Now, today is a very special episode. I say that every time. This one's really special. I am excited to be back. This, I think, has actually been the longest break between episodes since I've been doing it. And the reason is because I've been very busy. I am excited to say that my wedding was last week. And so I'm pumped to be here with this special episode. It's one that I've been teasing for a while now, I think. And I'm going to bring back our most frequent guest. She came on four times as my fiance, now joining me for the first time as my wife. It is, of course, Sam Ashinoff Goldich. This episode is all about the magical day that we had wedding cake tasting. We actually taped it a few months ago, back when we tasted uh, and tried out all of the different combinations of cakes we could get for our wedding. And now that our wedding is over, we are ready to share this episode with the world. So be advised, this is the longest episode we've had yet. Uh, I figure because it's a special occasion, we can run a little bit long. I will get back to the original format soon and try to keep these shorter, uh, which I know is part of the appeal for some people. Some people like hearing me, but only in small bursts. So I hope you enjoy this one, which is a lot of Fun for us. And then uh, we'll be back to getting these regularly, more frequently, and back to the original format. So here is episode 32. Hello, Sam.
1: Hello, everybody. Today, as I sit here speaking, is July 7th, 2018. By the time you listen to this podcast, who knows what number we'll be up to by then? It will be November. We will be married but we will have kept this under wraps for months because this episode is about our wedding cake tasting, which we did today.
0: I originally thought and fully intended that we would just do the episode and release it as normal and then you put on the media embargo and we said, nope, we can't let people know about our cake. Well, we spent this
1: whole afternoon (laughs) tasting all of these cakes and deciding what kinds of cake we wanted and what fillings and combinations, and what we wanted it to look like. And we were so excited to be able to talk about it on the podcast. But I was like, I don't want everybody to already know exactly what our cake is going to be like. Which is
0: interesting to me because I know the wedding dress is kept a secret and there are some things that are a secret, but if this podcast did not exist. And we were just two normal, not podcasting people having a wedding and we'd had our day today and then we'd come back. And friends said, oh, what kind of cake did you get? I would have thought to just tell them. But now it feels like a closely guarded secret. And now I'm like, well, I don't know if we can tell people about the cake. So maybe I will spill the beans in well, the next a four difference. months. But... There's
1: a difference between friends being like, well, what kind of cake you, did you get? And saying, well, we're going to do some tears vanilla cake and some chocolate. And, you know, here's the gist of what it's going to be like. Right, versus the of, there are eight kinds talk of vanilla about, frosting. Right. The, and here's what we Of of uh, detail that's given on this podcast is more than I maybe would be telling people at this juncture. You know, I don't necessarily need everybody to know exactly what it's going to look like, what every single um, filling on every single layer is going to be, you know, there's some, there's something to be said to be a little bit surprised when you go to a wedding and they bring out the cake and everyone sees it and it's like, Ooh, it's so pretty. And then <laughs> they cut it into it. And it's like, is it going to be chocolate? Is it going to be vanilla? What slice am I going to get? There's, there's something fun about not knowing exactly what it's going to be beforehand. So I think that it's more fun to obviously talk about it today. Cause we just did it today and I it's exciting.
0: And now cats out of the bag because now it's November. <laughs> Thanks to the magic of time travel. So now we can
1: talk all about it. <laughs>
0: exactly. Because everybody who uh, is invited to the wedding and went has already eaten it and enjoyed it. And now we can so tell you So now everybody. you can
1: listen to us talk about our cake tasting that we did today, but that you're listening to four months from now.
0: Great. I think people can understand the concept. I think everyone's got it. Uh, this was, I think... Correct me if I'm wrong. Number one on your list, when we talked about everything you have to do, everything that goes into planning a wedding, I feel like you had cake tasting extremely high. As oh yeah, the thing you were mo- was this honestly number one. The thing number you were one. Most excited. about? Uh, when
1: we got engaged and first started talking about planning the wedding, I said I cannot wait to taste cakes.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we did it. I hope it was everything you dreamed of. We will. Well, something
1: talk- everything everyone should know about me is that I love cake. Mm-hmm. This is a thing that I that is just. A fact about me I love cake so obviously when there's cake to be had I will have it when there are many cakes to be tried I will try them and
0: there were many cakes. there to were be many tried.
1: cakes to be tried and they were all delicious
0: so one of the things that made our job our mission of finding the cake really easy is that our wedding venue actually has a relationship with a bakery. And so we didn't even have to bother with shopping around and picking a bakery. It was just like, okay, this is your bakery. Luckily, our bakery was Palermo's, which has several locations and an Instagram account with 10,000 followers, so you know that they're legit because that is how I make my decisions on food sometimes. So, uh it made everything really easy. We just went in and set a date and had an appointment with them and then uh they basically just said okay here's what's in your contract here are your options and it was funny that we sat in my head i think i had imagined some sort of a dining room or restaurant kind of situation And it was literally like we walked into an office where there were two desks and uh, this lovely woman we met with, she helped us. We were like sitting at her actual desk with her computer and her keyboard. And then she just uh, gets our basic stats and information and initially what we're interested in. And then when it's time for the tasting, she goes in the back room and slices some cake and just brings us two plates with six pieces of cake on each plate. There was the vanilla slash red velvet plate. And then there was the chocolate plate. But it was just very funny that we were sitting there just at her desk in her office eating an insane amount of cake to eating on one saturday afternoon um i don't know do you want to talk about sort of our uh because we'd come in with a lot to be determined based on the tasting and then i think we also knew going in there were some things that we liked and definitely wanted and we had scouted and looked at pictures of other cakes online so do you want to talk a little bit about uh what we had already kind of agreed was our dream cake going in
1: Sure. So well, we didn't really have a dream cake, we had a couple of ideas, things that we like, things that we don't like, but we were super open to, you know, there are, I'm sure, options and things and flavors that we hadn't even thought of, which turned out to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, but we knew we preferred round over square. We knew that, uh, or I knew that I like buttercream frosting. Um, as opposed to fondant or some other kind of frosting, maybe, that other people go with. Uh, buttercream is my favorite. We knew that we wanted something relatively simple, but with a little bit of something interesting going on. Um, we knew we didn't want anything that wasn't edible on the cake. Yeah. I strongly believe that everything on a cake should be edible, except for the topper.
0: And so many... because obviously it's a wedding and everything looks nice and beautiful and some people do like the actual flowers on top some of the
1: cake. Some people have r- real flowers from the forest on the cake. I don't want
0: to uh, you know, turn off people who maybe are listening and planning their own weddings or had they have already been married and they did the real flowers. Just Look, not, I think it not looks, for us. I think it looks...
1: <laughs> perfectly nice, but Mm -hmm. I really just believe that everything on the cake should be edible. And
0: some people do um, really ornate, almost they look like bedazzled like jewels kinds of things that are like...
1: I also don't think fondant tastes very good. Like I think that there are plenty of other things that taste better. So I don't need all of those designs and extra little um, things put on top of the cake that maybe look cool but don't taste as good yeah, we I'm wanted the, a functional I want a cake that cake. <laughs> tastes really good <laughs> and so
0: that's what we did and the buttercream I mean obviously wedding cake has to be white on the outside I think we were both on board with the buttercream mm-hmm. and then figured we can do something cool on the inside some mix of vanilla and chocolate mm-hmm. and possibly some chocolate frosting on the inside so people get a little bit of both in their bite so this was kind of what we came in with uh in mind and then once we got there we found out that their standard for our contract and a wedding of our size is four tiers and typically two different kinds of cake i guess we probably could have done the whole thing the same yeah that was definitely up to us we could either have
1: all one thing or they said um a lot of people what they do is they'll have two tiers of you know chocolate cake two tiers of vanilla cake and you can sort of mix up the combination of cake and, and filling, which mm-hmm. we ended up doing. Yeah, and I think for
0: us that was kind of a no-brainer yeah. that if you can do two and two, it makes sense to do half vanilla, half chocolate, and then give people a choice and give us some variety and get a chance to mess around with different flavors. So Palermo's really made it easy that that's just kind of their standard operating procedure, and I guess it is for a reason because they're good at this. This is what people want. Yeah. And so let's talk, let's talk about the cakes. Let's talk about the cakes. They brought it. out
1: these two big plates with six six pieces on each plate. So as you mentioned, there was the vanilla slash red velvet plate and the chocolate plate.
0: Really the vanilla plate with five vanilla cakes and then just the one, one red, velvet. Of red velvet. That's right.
1: Uh, and they each had a different filling. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, one thing I loved is that uh, they had a strategy for us, which was to start with the vanilla cake and then move to the chocolate cake. And then even, it was so detailed that when we got to the chocolate cake, they said, don't try the buttercream with it. We'll, we'll get to the chocolate plate later, but it was just funny that they have this strategy. Well, because I, it was I, a,
1: a piece of cake mm-hmm. of from all of these different cakes, so they all obviously had the vanilla buttercream on top because that's you know what we were going for. Um, and so, yeah, when we were trying the vanilla cake, she was like, okay, try it with the buttercream. But when you get to the chocolate, don't try the buttercream. It's all going to start tasting the same, mm-hmm. and it's just going to be too much sugar, too heavy, which was great advice. So, let's talk about our vanilla plate first.
0: Sure. Do you want to read off the six options that we were given, and then we can maybe talk about them in the order that we tried them? Because obviously, we tried all 12. So, why don't you have the paper for everyone? Why don't you uh, read all mm-hmm. six of them?
1: So the vanilla plate was red velvet with cream cheese filling, obviously. So, um, vanilla cake with strawberry and custard. Vanilla cake with lemon mousse. Vanilla cake with cannoli cream. Vanilla cake with raspberry and French cream. And vanilla, vanilla cake with dulce de leche. So that was our first plate. And right away, I think we immediately both eliminated the lemon. Mm. <laughs> uh, nothing against lemon. It's very nice, but that's not at all the kind of vibe we were going for for the wedding. Get out of here, lemon. <laughs>
0: Don't say nothing against it. No. Um, and I think we also ruled out the, I mean, we, we we ate all of the cakes, even the ones that we ruled out, but I think we also knew we were going to rule out the red, the red velvet, velvet cake. It just didn't a seem, much. some people do that. I'm trying to think if I've been to a wedding that had a red velvet cake.
1: And I love red velvet, so, yeah. but it just was,
0: velvet, it felt like cupcakes, a little too cupcakes. much. Yeah, I, and, I
1: definitely knew that I wanted a vanilla and a chocolate.
0: Yeah, and I think for us that just felt like kind of the standard classic wedding combination. So we we, uh, we still ate the lemon. We still ate, I ate the, the whole uh, red velvet cake. But I think of the four remaining, those were sort of the serious contenders.
1: Sure. So on the chocolate plate, our options were, uh, the fillings were chocolate mousse, Oreo, chocolate pudding, chocolate fudge, coconut, and hazelnut fudge, which they described to us as kind of like Nutella. Mm-hmm. And it was.
0: And <laughs> Nutella's delicious. Now here again, quick elimination. I don't know if this has come up on the podcast before or not, but I am not a fan of coconut. There are very few things. Seriously, it's, I can count on one hand the foods that just gross me out or I can't eat it's really just there are three it's mustard coconut green olives and is that it uh that's it yeah that's all
1: I know of yeah and coffee
0: and coffee flavored kind of stuff so I guess technically four uh if you want to count that so coconut I still I was a soldier uh, a good soldier I did have a little uh taste a tiny forkful of the coconut in it it was gross there were like flakes of coconut in it no thanks (laughs) so that was
1: some people really like that
0: some people do and all the power to them so they gave us 12 and we immediately eliminated 3 so then we had 9 left it was 4 on the vanilla plate 5 on the chocolate plate and then it was very helpful to try them all obviously because you know off the top of your head the difference between a chocolate pudding and a chocolate fudge and you know somebody things mousse. are and a chocolate mousse oh my god so it's so important to try them so we should go back to the vanilla plate and sort of go in the order that we ate. We talked about the ones that we didn't like, but we should maybe give our first impressions of the ones that we did like. Now, part of it is just fun. You think about like you're at a restaurant and you're ordering cake off the dessert menu and sometimes it says like French cream or custard or whatever. And it's just almost like striking to just have them all in front of you and to be able to see the difference. Because, you know, obviously I recognize the different uh, creams and flavors and icings have different textures, but it's just funny to see them all on one plate right there and be able to examine the real difference between the texture of a custard and a cannoli cream and a French cream. And so it was delicious. So, of those, I mean, I think we had the dolce de leche uh, maybe first, that and the lemon, and those were good. And then, sort of, the strawberry versus the raspberry. Um,
1: I think that. So, the four contenders really were the dolce de leche mousse the strawberry and custard, the raspberry and french cream, and the cannoli cream. Mm -hmm. Um, The woman that was working with us, I forget her name, now I feel bad about it. Um, She pointed out to us that while we really liked the cannoli cream, that if we were gonna be having other desserts, That might very well include cannolis, um, and we may not necessarily want cannoli cream in our cake if there was also going to be cannoli cream otherwise available.
0: Yeah, so uh, her name was Inez, by the way. Just uh, looked it up um, because I had forgotten too, which I also feel bad about. But thank you. Inez was great to work with, so thanks, Inez. Yeah, you're right. I think we started leaning toward the cannoli, which surprised us a little bit. I don't think either of us had gone into the day thinking we would do a fruit flavor, but then the...
1: Oh, raspberry. I definitely did.
0: Oh, you did? Oh, well, I didn't not, <laughs> not
1: by itself. I never would have done it, like, in place of some sort of cream or mousse or something, but I always, I love strawberry raspberry. I, I like when there's a fruit filling in addition, and I mm-hmm. always think that, I mean, chocolate-covered strawberries are one of my favorite things in the world. So anytime there's, like, uh, strawberry and chocolate flavor combination i tend to be partial toward it
0: i i and i'm with you too and obviously and chocolate covered strawberry is great um and people have you know we've talked about uh chocolate and fruit combos before i think in my head i didn't quite uh necessarily realize that was the case and then the raspberry was good and the strawberry was great but then i do think we were starting to lean toward cannoli and that was a great point that we might just have cannolis and so you uh save the day are our, our great revelation which was just, and I mean, this would have come up anyway, I'm sure, but just asking about how we can mix and match. And so she gave us the raspberry with the custard and the strawberry with the French cream. And I
1: think we both much preferred the French cream over the custard and also the strawberry over the raspberry. So we said, you know, could we do the strawberry with the French cream? And she was like, oh yeah, you can mix and match any of these. And that was a Game-changer. Game-changer. And because, not even
0: that. Mix and match. Yeah. even put those frostings in the chocolate right. cakes and then vice versa. She, yeah. We
1: were like, well, then can we put, you know, the chocolate fillings in the vanilla cake and vice versa? She was like, oh, yeah, that's also really good. And so, you know, that just opened up a yeah. whole new And
0: so I, I think that was, that was maybe our first big decision of the day was deciding we would pair the strawberry with the, uh, the French cream. Um, and then that was sort of, it was funny, we were like taking apart the cakes because we were like, "Well, we should try these together. We ended up not going with combinations that were a hundred percent consistent with what was given to us. So we were yeah, like, we definitely let me, mixed just, and matched, let me just cut a little of the strawberry out and a little of the French cream and sort of invent the cake that we're going to have. And, and so, then the same
1: thing on the chocolate side. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so we really liked the chocolate mousse, the chocolate pudding, the chocolate fudge, the Oreo, the hazelnut fudge. And once we realized the mix and match thing was a possibility, since the chocolate was just really, really heavy, we yeah. decided we would put one of the chocolate fillings in the vanilla cake and one of the fillings from the vanilla side in the chocolate cake, just to sort of mix it up a little bit.
0: So for us, it's like a totally custom kind of cake because we just we not we mixed a, di- a one fruit with a different custard and then we put it in the other kind of cake and then we change in the chocolate and the vanilla and we ended up with exactly what we wanted. Sure. It
1: well, breakfast. I mean, you know, Palermo's is literally called. A custom cake bakery true. So, so you know they customize so the they customize our <laughs> cake yeah well
0: that's, so the the chocolate plate and again everything was so good I, I know we both really love Nutella I didn't love the hazelnut I was ready to knock that one out pretty quickly upon tasting it it just um, I thought it tasted a little bit more, a stronger nutty flavor than hazelnut. There even was a Nutella lot of hazelnut. There was it was a just lot of very strong. So. It was
1: very good, but also mm-hmm. I know that not everybody likes hazelnut. And again, and, Inez was a great point that some people are allergic to nuts, yeah. hazelnuts. So, We didn't want anyone to not be able to enjoy our cake, so we knocked out the hazelnut pretty quickly. So we were
0: down to four, and sort of the way the plate was arranged, there were two at the top that were kind of lighter. It was the chocolate mousse and the Oreo, and then the two in the middle were the chocolate pudding and the chocolate fudge, which were just these really rich, uh, like heavy, chocolatey, gooey, delicious and so the the top two were sort of light and fluffy uh chocolate frosting and then the kind oreo of, was a uh, bit dense
1: also but the oreo was a bit dense. but they were
0: still a little bit on the fluffy side as opposed to like a really gooey chocolatey like pudding like when you hear pudding that's like whoo and then i think we just decided those two were so good that we sort of knocked out the oreo and the mousse and decided we wanted to do the pudding or the fudge especially once we came to the realization that we could do the pudding or the fudge with the vanilla cake when it would be a little bit that really became the, the
1: game changer everything sort of fell into the place once we realized that we wanted to mix and match and so we ended up with the strawberry and the french cream and we decided to put that in chocolate cake and we ended up on the chocolate fudge, which really was just this delicious, rich, chocolatey fudge. Just the gooeyest yeah. of the chocolates. And that's and going
0: in the vanilla cake. It was just, it was perfect. It was, uh, and. Uh, Damn. <laughs> a lot of times when I hear fudge, you think of, like, fudge, like, you know, almost like at the boardwalk, you, you go and buy it, and sometimes it's, like, harder, it's, like, uh, softer to bite into, but a lot of times I think of fudge as being harder than a pudding. But not when
1: you talk about it but, in terms of a cake. Yeah. Like, when it's a chocolate fudge cake, you know what that is. That's the, it's that texture. that's sure, the It's that fudgy, same, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, chocolate fudge in a cake is very different from, you know, a block of fudge on right. a boardwalk. Right, I'm just saying, or.
0: I think of pudding as sort of a gooey... Textury kind of thing, but this the fudge—it was just perfect. I love the texture. I'm so excited about it. I'm I'm so excited to eat a gigantic cake.
1: And I will say, and
0: in real life, we've already eaten it since we're that's doing true. this teleporting into the
1: future. We're just yeah, we're time traveling all over the place today. <laughs> and I will say also, the buttercream was awesome. I yes. mean, I love buttercream. Period. Any way, shape, or form, chocolate, vanilla, in any context, their buttercream was really, really good. And so that's just all over everything.
0: So initially we followed her advice of don't eat the buttercream when you're tasting the chocolate because it'll all start to taste the same and then once we sort of worked our way around the plates and made our decisions. Yeah,
1: once we had our decisions made, (laughs) we we went back in. (laughs) Then I'm eating
0: the red velvet even though we don't want it. We finished, we definitely finished the lemon and the hazelnut even, or the, the, um, the dolce de leche. Which Which was
1: also delicious. Yeah,
0: and we just, and then we're just like mixing, like let me just try this with that frosting and this and have some buttercream and it was we did a number. We ate, there was people will see the pictures of our plates. We left some of the chocolate cake just because it was so rich but I think we finished all of the frosting that was put in front no
1: of way. us. No way. We left a lot some, of the fudge in that. It was very, very we, heavy. We ate a lot
0: of the frosting. It was very heavy. Was, we
1: finished the vanilla, the vanilla yeah, plate.
0: It was quite a Saturday. Yeah. We, that's, maybe that's more fair. We did. We finished the vanilla plate and there was some left on the chocolate. So then... Uh, some final decisions, and I think we both agreed that we like, we don't like the real life flowers, but we did want some, like a little pop of something. So the frosting flowers, the which are made flowers. out of buttercream, mm-hmm. and just three of them in a dark purple, which is our color. Which uh, we think is just gonna look really nice. And then the exciting thing is the drizzle, which is yeah, something the drip. that we, it's the, the drip. drip design. Yep. And so where it
1: looks like something is just dripping off the sides of the cake.
0: And it's on all four of the tiers. And it is chocolate ganache. Yeah, and that is, and just, you know, why not have some extra dripping. chocolate? Dripping. Dripping in chocolate. We just love the way that it looks. This was just us uh, scrolling through their Instagram. We noticed a cake that was like that, because they have all kinds of, there was some with like, ruffles and ridges and ribbons and all kinds of things and we saw this and just thought that the uh, the drip looked really good and then we were talking to her, it was funny, we found uh, she googled pictures of drip cakes and then we were picking ones that were no, too... I think she
1: looked on their website
0: uh, Was that their website? I oh, I thought, it their was, I, thought website. She, I thought I saw like a Google images search too. We oh, might maybe. have done double but basically like picking out this was a heavy drip. This was a light drip This is a medium. Here's what we like and then uh, great handwriting She like sketched it all out and drew us a, a picture. of Yeah, our she cake. drew us a picture <laughs> and, a and mock-up it, and it looked great right. It's exactly what we wanted Um, The last, I think, big decision, and this is so funny to think this way, she was explaining to us the freezing process because it's, most people know it's tradition that on your first anniversary, you're going to eat your cake. And so she was telling us that the top tier, because it's the smallest, is the one that gets frozen. So what most people do is the top and the bottom are the same cake, since the bottom is the biggest and the top is the smallest. And then the two middle tiers are the other type of cake. And so we were. So when then, it
1: then becomes 50 50, then right. half the cake um, that people are eating at your wedding is one and half of it is the other because of the size of the tiers. Which totally makes sense, but it puts us in a
0: big decision where, talk about time travel, we had to decide which one to put on the top tier so that we basically deciding uh, which cake are we going to be in the mood to eat. Uh, In November of 2019, 16 months from now, because we're not just deciding the two types of cake at our wedding actually served there, but also what we're going to eat a year from then. And we went with the vanilla cake after after a decent amount of deliberation. Yeah, yeah, there was some deliberation,
1: but we went with the vanilla cake with the chocolate fudge. Uh, and, of course, covered in the vanilla buttercream and the chocolate ganache drizzle.
0: You know, we're probably going to have to do another podcast a year from when now. When we eat it. How did it hold up? talk about the experience of our cake. So, Perhaps. whatever, I don't know what episode number this is. I have no idea what number that will be even a year from then. I will say. this podcast still exists, but we'll have to give people an update then. Even
1: though that vanilla cake, the chocolate fudge, and the vanilla buttercream, and the chocolate drip ganache is going to be absolutely awesome. I do want to make sure that at the wedding, since that's the one I'm going to be eating on our first anniversary, at the wedding, I want the chocolate cake with the strawberry and the French cream.
0: Yeah, I want both. We will have somebody in charge of making sure that we both get both of the cakes because it's important <laughs> to try them. Um, is there anything else that you want to say about our day at Palermo's or our cake process? Or it was awesome.
1: Sort of thing? It was a lot of fun to try all of the cakes. Was
0: was it everything you dreamed it would be? You were so excited about this day.
1: Yeah, it was really good. And Palermo's was awesome. Their cakes are delicious. Inez made it super easy.
0: Yeah, they had a whole bakery on the side. They had to sell all kinds of pastries and muffins and things. Right, they're an
1: actual bakery. We We were on one side Mm -hmm. with the wedding cake tasting setup situation. And then the other side was, um, through a different door, was the actual bakery front where you could just buy, you know, Regular cakes and pastries, <laughs>
0: <laughs> which also looked good. Now I just have to say, and this uh, one of the most amusing things of the day. And this does not apply to us, especially because people are listening to it after the wedding, and we are now actually married. Um, they did walk us through the return policy or uh, <laughs> cancellation policy, and I, you know, I don't want to make fun. Some people decide, and it's the right thing, and they break off their engagements, and for some people, whatever. But anyway, I just. Uh, I totally understand why they would walk you through that policy. It amused me personally that much of the return is not in a refund, but in store credit. And I was just being amused at the idea of... uh, your engagement being broken off and then going into the store and returning it for store credit. So it's like, uh, my wedding just got called off. Uh, Can I have 500 donuts, please, to go home (laughs) with as I'm sad about this? And it just amused me. Maybe I shouldn't be laughing at it, but I thought it was funny that uh, you get a lot of store credit if you uh, don't go through with the wedding and don't need the wedding cake anymore. No comment from Sam.
1: (laughs) I thought that was funny, too. It was amusing.
0: (laughs) All right. Sam... This was a lot of fun. I'm glad we got to talk about our cake now while it's fresh in our mind and yeah. hold on to it for four months. Today
1: was very fun tasting all the cakes. When all of you listen four months in the future, uh, let us know how you like the cake or don't if you didn't like the cake. We don't want to hear about it.
0: Yeah, I'm sure, well, I, I know plenty of uh, Mitch Eats Food listeners are at the wedding, and so I'm sure they're uh, uh, excited to let us know. They can leave comments in all the usual places, and they probably already have, I guess. But uh, we're excited to hear what people think about our cake, and I promise we will keep. You updated a year from now with a new episode about how it held up because now we have to make some room in our freezer So maybe we should uh, finish the pod and, and go uh, find some space in our freezer for We the have top four months till
1: we have to put that in our freezer, Mitch I know I
0: was making a joke about time travel uh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. This was fun. Thanks everybody. We'll talk to you again soon. All right Well, thank you everybody for listening. If you're new here You should go back and check out all of my previous episodes Most of them are very short much shorter than this one And it's really easy to just binge through all of them If you want to hear more episodes with Sam Specifically, you can go check out episodes 8, 13, 17, and 26. That is Tipsy Scoop, Claw Daddies, Taste Buds Kitchen, and Flex Muscles. The episodes with Sam are always popular, so make sure you go check those out. But I've got other fun episodes with other great guests, some of them solo, many of them much shorter, as I said. Make sure you subscribe in iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Google Play. While you're at it, write me a rating, uh, write me a review and leave a rating in iTunes or Apple Podcasts. You can tell me what you think. If you were at the wedding, you can let us know what you thought of the cake, obviously. You can also let me know where I should go next for future episodes. Also, follow me at Mitch Goldich on Twitter or Instagram. You can search for Mitch Goldich on Facebook. That's where you'll get all of the food pictures. I also have a new Instagram account. not new anymore. It's actually been around for a while, but check it out, Mitch Eats Food Pod on Instagram where uh, I've been posting pictures. It actually went a little bit dormant during this uh, hiatus we've had, but I'm going to get back to it and get back to posting pictures there. Lastly, you can email me at MitchEatsFood at gmail.com and make sure you tell all your friends. I'll talk to you again real soon.